0: It's that time and again, and uh, we have rolled around to another Saturday morning and rolled around to a brand new year. So welcome to 2020, everybody. You know, it rolls off the tongue a lot easier than 2019 or 2018 or whatever. 2020 just kind of, I don't know, hopefully it's indicative of the way the year is going to go. But 2020 just seems to have its good alliteration and um, and it seems to be easy to say. So uh, welcome to 2020, folks, and the first edition of Inside the Outdoors for this brand new year. Hope you had a great holiday. Uh, new Year's was, uh, well, it was kind of a mixed bag for weather uh, as far as weather was concerned here for us. And we did have that uh, that touch of winter that certainly came in. And so all the skiers and snowmobilers and ice fishermen, everybody should be happy about that. If you like the outdoors, you've got a great opportunity to do lots and lots of stuff. Rabbit hunters should be, uh, you know, that to me was a tradition for New Year's in my house. But that was when we had that uh, January one. 1- license deadline, you got uh, your, your license was, you picked it up on the uh, the 31st maybe, and it was good until the end of the year. Now where you've got the full 365, maybe it's not such a uh, such a tradition. But I hope that if you're looking for uh, something to do for this year, that you go out and buy that license now. <laughs> Remember, you've got the full 365 days to use it, whether it's fishing, hunting, small game, comedy you name it, uh, you've got the full year. So get out and enjoy the outdoors. Um, today we're going to talk a lot about, ice fishing because it's here I know a lot of people were chomping at the bit couldn't wait till ice season showed up especially after maybe last year when things didn't to go in places at least as well as they'd hoped but there is good ice on a lot of our our reservoirs now around the state we'll be talking about what's going on locally and a big tournament coming up in West Yellowstone next week that a lot of Utahns are keeping an eye on because Utahns have done well in it, and it pays. I mean, it pays big time. But as far as sheer numbers are concerned, our local tournaments uh, pay out a lot of smaller prizes and a lot of folks are, uh, are enjoying the ice fishing and maybe using the chance a prize to be the extra incentive they need to get out on the ice. Whatever your incentive is, whatever it is that that uh, kind of gets you up and makes you decide to pack all the clothes and all the gear and everything else, we hope to maybe um, spark that a little bit today. And uh, to get things started, Faith Jolly starts uh, our show off and joins us to talk about the Division of Wildlife Resources, their involvement, and what we have here in the state of Utah. Because, Faith, uh, first of all, Happy New Year, and Second, we have a lot of stuff going on that never used to happen in this state as far as ice fishing and tournaments and, and uh, cooperation with the division and concessionaires. I mean, it's an exciting time if you're an ice fisherman here in Utah.
1: Hey, thanks, Steve. Yeah, no, it really is. You know, and we have a ton. Like you mentioned, we've got a lot of different opportunities, um, you know, coming up this this year. We've got seven different ice fishing tournaments that either us or you know state parks or you know some we're kind of tag teaming um, are going to be offering during january and february and they're located all around utah so kind of anywhere you are if you're interested in ice fishing or you know maybe trying a tournament for the first time you know there's one nearby so yeah we're really excited about about these upcoming
0: events. Yeah, it is a great way, obviously, to introduce people, too, because if you're not the most experienced ice fisherman, it doesn't really matter, because if you get a bunch of folks on the ice, you can learn by osmosis, really, but you you certainly can pick up some tips from the veterans that are out there, and who knows, you know, the chances of an ice fishing uh, tournament prize or win are uh, are always there, because a lot of it is sheer luck. You've got some skill, obviously, involved, but when you're close in proximity with other people you don't know when that big one is going to bite the line
1: exactly right it's and that's kind of part of the fun of it is it's anybody's game you know prizes are open for anyone um and yeah like you mentioned you know it's kind of a fun environment you know there's a lot of people um and it is it's a good opportunity to just get out there and try ice fishing you know for the first time or if you've gone a lot you know it's just kind of a fun way to to have, like, an all-day event um, with some of those prizes attached. And I do want to put a small plug really quick. Um, If you have never been ice fishing in a tournament, or maybe you have and you just want to kind of learn some more tips and and skills, um, we also have an upcoming kind of a little seminar, um, kind of a little clinic type thing that we're going to be offering. We're joining up with Cabela's to offer this and it's going to be on Thursday, January 23rd, Good. um, from six to eight. And so people can go check that out, you know, before they go to some of these tournaments or maybe after, you know, in between some of the tournaments we're offering. So yeah, we're, we're really excited to get people out there and kind of help them learn the, the best tips of the trade.
0: You know, we've talked about it over the, uh, over the years, the growth of ice fishing and how it's really, um, you know, it, used to be we had two or three waters. Bear Lake was one that we used to ice fish. Utah Lake, we'd ice fish. Strawberry, but it, you know, it came about in the, I believe, the 80s, where we had that the, the state wide open to year-round fishing instead of the closing day in the fall, and then reopening again in the spring, and it's a complete different feel now that we have ice fishing and, uh, you know, you can fish almost any water, and then you added the urban fisheries into it, uh, into the mix, the community ponds, and really, almost anybody can access ice fishing, good, safe ice fishing from from very, very close to home.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, that's one of the, the draws of ice fishing is some of the other times of the year, you know, you do have... Better chances if you have a boat and you're able to access mm-hmm. deeper water for some of these different species. Well, obviously during the winter when it all ice is over, you know anybody can access that that area. You know you don't need a boat or some of this other you know expensive equipment. And so yeah, it's just a really good time to just be able to target basically any fish species that you want to from anywhere on the lake. So it's it's a lot of fun.
0: So let's talk about the uh, the seven tournaments uh, that we have going on in the state or will be in the next little while.
1: Yeah, so the first one um, that has actually already started, this one is going to be held at Rockport State Park. It is their um, tagged fishing classic is what they call it. But this one actually started New Year's Day, so January 1st, and it's kind of a longer one. It'll run until February 29th. Um, and this is kind of a fun one. They have about 100 fish in the reservoir that have been tagged, and so it's one of those that whoever catches one and turns it in during that time frame can win a prize. Um So, yeah, that one, and like I said, that's hosted by the State Park. Um, You can get more details about that one on their website or, you know, just calling their main office. But, yeah, that one is underway already. So, People can go check that out
0: now. And that's one of those uh, tournaments that, again, the opportunity with state parks and concessionaires and everything else have changed. So you might want to check because uh, an opportunity maybe to rent one of the yurts that they have up there with a concessionaire and stay overnight. Uh, It's a great opportunity if you want to pre-fish it, fish it in the evening, you know, do that kind of thing where it does last for weeks and weeks. You can go up there at any time and, uh, you know, choose your time and then have the opportunity to, to stay and to, to camp right there on the lake. But to do it in style and do it in creature comfort from one of the yurts, which is like having your own little condominium there. Warm, the, they got great beds, and you're right there. You can go out any time, day or night.
1: That's a, No, that's a great idea. And and to kind of put a plug for them, you know, they're one of our sister agencies. I have stayed in one of their yurts before at one of the state parks and it's really fun. Yeah. It's kind of just a, a different feel, but yeah, it's cozy and they had a little fireplace and so you could, you could just make a weekend out of it.
0: And the beauty of that is if the weather doesn't cooperate, um, I mean, if you're in the ice house, that's great. But it's also nice to, you know, with the fish aren't biting, maybe just to pack up, go to the shore, and uh, and like you said, start a fire, nice, cozy, and warm, and uh, let the snow come outside. And you know your first thing in the morning, you can get up and just walk right out the door and start fishing again.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So Rockport goes through into February.
1: It does, Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then this next one is the the one that starts after that. Um, the second most recent is going to be at Steinaker State Park. State Park. Um, this one starts January 11th, and it'll run until February 7th. Um, and yeah, this one will have 50 trout that are going to be tagged, um, and the anglers can have the option of you know catch and release or keeping those fish. Um, and yeah, if they do want to release the fish, they just need to pull out the tag. Otherwise, they can just You know, turn in the whole Mm -hmm. fish with the tag um, at the DWR office, and then keep the fish after. Um, But yeah, this one they're they're going to do the prize giveaway on February seventh in the evening after the after the tournament has ended. Um, Yeah, and this one is open for pretty much anybody. Um, So yeah, you can again. This one we're kind of tag teaming, but you actually register for it on the Steinecker State Park website, Um, and this one should be a lot of fun as well.
0: Yeah the beauty is you've got that uh, that choice to either keep the fish or to uh, to turn it loose as well which is great and and with yeah. 50 fish um I mean you know it's it's sure obviously there are millions of fish in there probably but it's luck of the draw so you've got as good a chance as anybody else the other thing is you can hop from tournament to tournament which is nice for these ones that last for several weeks
1: You can exactly yep so let's say you know these these longer ones Sometimes they're just one weekend, and if that weekend doesn't work, you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. But exactly this one, you can go for you know a quick trip after work, or you could just make a whole weekend, or you could go several times. So yeah, it's a good opportunity.
0: Okay. What's next up?
1: Yeah, so our next one um, is the super popular Bourbon Bash. Um, <laughs> this one we host in conjunction with Wyoming Game and Fish, obviously since the you know Flaming Gorge spans both states. Um, And then we also coordinate with the Flaming Gorge Chamber of Commerce. This one will be held January 24th through 26th. So this is one that's just one weekend. Right. um, And held at Flaming Gorge. This one is a, a, you know, not only is it fun, but it's also, it serves, you know, good for that fishery because it helps control this species. Um, So we just, this one, we have people catch and kill. We have people that are there filleting them, you know, cooking them up right on the ice. So you can kind of enjoy the fruits of your labor right there as well, which is fun. Um, And then this one also has some prizes available um, for people who catch the most spurbit, the largest and smallest, and then any of the tags fish there as
0: well. And it's one of the fish, you know, burbot is not one of the prettiest fish, obviously, but it is basically a freshwater cod, and it has a great taste. I mean, that is one of the things about the burbot. The table fair is terrific. If you haven't tried it, and you go to the burbot bash, you'll have an opportunity to do that as they fix it for you. It really is a good eating fish.
1: Yeah, and I've actually still never tried it. I need to head out for this one. Yeah, you do. When I talked, you
0: said it's delicious. It is good. It's excellent. And, you know, as you, your point, uh, it really, you're helping the conservation situation because they were illegally introduced, obviously, into that drainage up there with Flaming Gorge. Um, and so they have presented some problems with the the other game fish species. But the good news is that burbot in and of itself, while it may not look great, is definitely great table fare. So if you're looking for your introduction to it, this is probably the way to do it. Fish that burbot bash on the, what, the 24th and 26th? Is that it? what it is, 24th yep. through 20, yeah, yep. so the 26th exactly, of January. Yep. A little bit later so, this month, yeah. A little, little bit of a drive um, up there, but it's worth it.
1: It is, and it's pretty. It's a good drive, so yeah. <laughs> I recommend it. Um, and then after that, we have, you know, and this one, I a little disclaimer this isn't technically ice fishing but because it's you know fishing in the winter we included it in the list um <laughs> this is also in coordination with the state parks the monster cisco disco mm-hmm. um that's held every year it's part of the bear lake monster winter fest and it's going to be held that same weekend as the burbot bash so it'll be saturday january 25th um and this one's fine you know people can go up and they have a chance to dip net for the bonneville cisco which is a fish that's only found at bear lake um which is kind of unique and then they can turn in any of the fish they catch between 11 and noon and they'll be entered into the contest um and that one you can get more details on the bear lake monster winter fest website um but that's kind of a fun one too there's a lot of different events for the whole family you know they do kind of a polar plunge to start it off and so even if you don't want to necessarily fish there's a lot of different
0: activities. Yeah. In years past, we've had frozen Bear Lake. I don't think we're going to get it again this year. but uh, yeah. So it is open dip netting. So be sure and put those thermal waders on or those waders and make sure you put the thermals underneath if you're going to be out there dip netting and get the long-handled nets because that's the only way you're exactly. going to going to wind up with them. Okay?
1: Yeah, it's, it's cold up there. Um, yeah, and then next we have another state park one. This is going to be held at East Canyon. It's their seventh annual fishing challenge. Um, And it's going to be held same weekend, January 25th, um, from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. They have a little Eventbrite page that you can register on. And then they also have more details on their state parks website. So that one will be a good one, too. It's a little bit hard because you have to pick since there's three on that same day. But you can, yeah, or you can be brave and try and hit all of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it just means you have no excuse. But, uh, on that weekend, you the very least, you should be out ice fishing somewhere that week, weekend, right? right? Because it's uh, something close, and then they're just continually further and further away if you want to make the uh, the trip and turn it into a multi-day event.
1: Exactly. Um, the next one, moving into February, is going to be held at um, Starvation Reservoir at the Fred Hayes State Park. Um, that one will be February 8th. Um, and this one, it's instead of fishing for everything, they're going to have people targeting specifically trout and walleye um, during this tournament, and they'll have prizes for the longest fish, so not even necessarily the biggest or, you know, mm-hmm, going off a of weight, yeah. but just more length. Um, anyway, so, yeah, there's more details about this one on the, the park website as well. Okay. Um, yeah, and then the last, and possibly one of the most popular um is our annual Fish Lake Perch Tournament. Um this one will be held February twenty second from eight AM to two PM um and obviously like the name suggests, you know, people are going to be targeting perch and they can win prizes if they catch a tagged one. Um and I do wanna note if people are, you know, wanting to go fishing there after the tournament, maybe you can't make it that day. Um If you do catch a tagged fish after, so between February 22nd and September 5th, you can still turn in the tag um, and be eligible to be entered into the drawing um, later that year. So you're not out of luck. If you can't make it, you know, you can still go fish there and possibly (laughs) win a prize.
0: Yeah, the perch, obviously, that's what, I mean, one of the most flavorful species that we have as well. And another one where you really are doing a a conservation effort and an effort as far as fisheries management is concerned to be a participant in that tournament at uh, Fish Lake.
1: You are. Exactly. Yeah. And that one is a very popular one. Like I said, there's thousands of people that come. So if you do want to go and want to make a weekend out of it, you know, we recommend you start looking for lodging now and book something up because it does fill up pretty fast in that area.
0: So in terms of the, uh, the state's involvement in these uh, t- tournaments as well, I know you, your fisheries guys work very closely, obviously, with the stocking programs there and also with the concessionaires who uh, many of them are obviously the, uh, the people who are involved with, with the ice fishing tournaments because they have marinas there or they have businesses on the lake.
1: They do, yep, and it's, and it's kind of fun. That's kind of why a lot of these are a partnership, you know, um, yeah, between us, between state parks between different concessionaires like you said other organizations and so it's a lot of fun and a lot of these different organizations help you know provide funding for the prizes and so we're super appreciative you know of all the different sponsors and and uh, partnerships that we have to host these
0: and some of these uh, I think we, we mentioned it in passing but some of these do not have entry fees
1: yeah exactly so and that's why I kind of teased to you know I'd recommend checking our page checking the state parks page Um, looking for event pages because some do have registration fees um, which I didn't mention all of those and then yeah some of them do not so I always just say before you go make sure you check and make sure you're registering beforehand if it's required
0: yeah because again the the prizes are great Um, but to me that's gravy I mean the opportunity really to get out and learn because people ask all the time well how do you learn how do you know where to go ice fishing if you haven't Typically, those are people who've never actually been because if you go, again, you kind of learn by osmosis. You you look at people, you set up a respectable distance, hopefully, away, uh, not on top of them. But people are, especially with ice fishing, it's it really is a kind of a camaraderie situation where uh, people will kind of typically say, Hey, the fish are right on the bottom or three cranks up, and here's what we're using or whatever. It, it's a, mm-hmm. it, I don't know, to me, it seems like a lot less competitive. Maybe it's because the space is shared so much with uh, with an ice situation everybody's out in the same environment as opposed to people on their own boats but people are willing to share their knowledge i think and and then the the place that they're at uh maybe more prone to do that than they are in soft water days
1: yeah you know i think you're right and it and it does it has kind of a community feel i think I credit part of it to you just all trying not to freeze to death. think <laughs> That's really probably cold. true, so, too. <laughs> you feel more kinship with all these other crazy people that are out in negative degree temperatures. But, yeah, I know everyone's always, seems like you said, very willing to share tips and kind of what's working, what's not working that day. And, and we always recommend people check out our website as well. You know, we, we offer up-to-date fishing reports and kind of ice conditions and things so we definitely recommend that too before you head out on the ice
2: and we'll
0: tell them what that is that's uh, wildlife.utah.gov correct
1: yep wildlife.utah.gov yep and we right. have some safety tips there state parks have some safety tips so definitely check those out too so everybody stay safe
0: faith as always thanks for joining us uh, you always provide such great information and a happy new year to you we'll look forward to uh, to talking to you and the people from dwr throughout the year
1: Yep, that sounds great. Thanks.
0: so All much. All right, that's Faith Heaton-Jolly, the uh, PIO, the Public Information Officer from uh, the Division of Wildlife Resources. That's just a great job for us. And and uh, check out their website. Like I said, seven different uh, different ice fishing tournaments and opportunities to fish for prizes and and lots of fun. And uh, that's just from the state side of things. Later in the show, we'll be talking about the, uh, an opportunity to fish for some real prize money. If you want to maybe make a little bit longer travel, But Utahns typically have done very well in the event that we're going to tell you about uh, in the last segment of the show. In the meantime, we're going to take a break, step aside. When we come back, George Summer will join us. The first Inside the Outdoors of 2020. <laughs> Welcome back everybody, Inside the Outdoors, first one of 2020. Man, it's hard to believe.
2: Lazy moon yeah. To
0: Talking ice fishing. We've talked a lot of ice fishing uh, today. We're going to talk even more before the day is over. Uh, but George Summer joins us, who uh, uh, went and spent his holidays doing honeydews. So <laughs> So, George, you get some props for that. I don't know if you, if you have much fun doing it, but I guess the good news is you've banked yourself a whole bunch of goodwill with the little lady at home.
3: I did, you know. It, it was... Uh... Um, she, she got the time off, and, and I got to, <laughs> and you didn't. to help, but uh, do some house cleaning.
0: <laughs> well, that's okay. Now you've now you've built up all those uh, those points, and you can go fishing anytime you want to.
3: Exactly, and that's the plan for next week because uh, you know we've got some uh, ice. Is it's not on everywhere, but it's on in enough places and it's safe enough for me. Yeah. Um, that uh, my plan is to get out and go ice fishing first of the week and. And uh, see what kind of fish I can catch.
0: Sounds like a winner to me. Okay, so let's talk about places uh, that maybe uh, people haven't uh, thought about and we certainly haven't spoken about today. Manaway. if we want to start up north, manaway has got good ice on it, and I hear the fishing is pretty decent.
3: The you know, fishing's been really good. You know, the ice, you always know, got to watch where that spring comes in in that one end. Yeah. And I'm horrible with directions, but there was, last time I saw it, there was open water up there. But, uh, you know, there's uh, the word is out on Manaway because there's a lot of people fishing up there. And the reports I've got, um, they have been catching perch. That's what most people have been targeting, perch and bluegill um, and some trout.
0: So, yeah, you can, uh, I mean, that's the beauty, the multi-species. I think anybody who is out ice fishing uh, enjoys the fact that y- you can change tactics just a little bit. And if one species isn't biting, chances are something else might be.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and that's, you know, the, the other thing too is, you know, you're not locked into one place. The Bannaway's not working. Mm-hmm. Hiram's got ice on it now. Yeah. And the perch fishing's uh, decent at a Hiram. Um, so you can move around a little bit. Willard Bay, unfortunately, the last time I was by Willard Bay, which was last week, they didn't have any ice. The harbor had a skim of ice on it, but the, the lake was still open. So, you know, I'd, but you could go down and fish from the shore. I've done that before as well.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about uh, some of the other places, um, uh and Schofield. Schofield has been one that uh, we haven't really talked about much on this program today, but Schofield has got good ice and had ice for a while. It's one of those that freezes early, and uh, and so the safe ice has been there for quite a while.
3: It, it has, you know, and it, it typically it's the first one to come on the you know bigger body of water, uh, and, and the fishing's been good there for. Uh, everything I've been seeing is cutthroats and everybody's got to, you know, pay attention that there is a slot limit on Schofield. But I mean, you go up your ice fishing, I mean, you're, you're out having fun. And if you catch a few to take home, that's a bonus.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it is, uh, I mean, it's a drive. It takes you a while to get there, but it's definitely worthwhile.
3: It is, you know, and, and at Schofield's fun, it's, it kind of fell off the map for a while. Um, but with uh, a lot of the stuff that's been going on there, um, that the division's been doing, uh, it's 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 back on the map. And I think this year and next year, um, Schofield's going to be back. Um, you know, because they do have those other species in there. I think we're going to see good trout fishing. We're going to see some tiger musk some wipers.
0: This yeah, there are definitely some fish with size in them. They may not be as many as plentiful in Schofield as they a, used to be, and and B, uh, you know, people might might go up there and maybe get one or two fish, or maybe even get skunked. But if you put in the time there, your chances of coming up with a pretty good fish are decent.
3: They are, you know, and they're still. You know, the tiger trout they're still there, a mm-hmm. great big tiger trout, um, but they're not in the numbers that used to be when people were catching all those big fish. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you work at it, I think you're gonna you're gonna do really well and you know, based on the trip I had um, uh, this summer on Schofield, I mean, there is a ton of fish in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's definitely no question that numbers are there. It may not be numbers in terms of size just yet, but uh, that's a fishery that's kind of in transition, too, a little bit, I think.
3: It is, you know, and chub and, uh, uh, numbers have been knocked down, which is why I think we're seeing, you know, those, a lot more trout survival, um, and then... You know, that's what the, the tiger muskies and the wipers were put in there to yeah. do, was knock those chub numbers down. Um, but they're actually monitoring that to keep those. You've got to have some chubs to provide forage for the, all those fish that are in there. So um, they're not going to knock them all the way down, but back enough so that they don't out-compete the trout.
1: Right.
0: And if you're looking for open water fishing, uh, it's still available at Deer Creek.
3: It is, you know, and, and the, the reports I've been getting on the trout fishing there have been phenomenal. So um, I sent one of my neighbors up. He didn't give me a, uh, you know, he was supposed to go up a couple of days ago, and he's supposed to give me a report on, on how he did. He was just going to go walk the bank. But, you know, I think uh, just even walking the bank there, you can, you should be able to do well because the, there's a lot of fish in there. Um, it's still open water. You may have to adjust your tactics a little bit. And then I think once it finally freezes, it's going to
0: be awesome. Yeah, just just be careful if you're bank fishing there, obviously because of that, uh, you, you know, the the rural rocky. It's hard to get down to some of the areas and access it from the bank, and especially with the snow and the ice conditions there. But still, open water fishing this time of year, it's uh, it's a real bonus as far as I'm concerned, especially when they're it biting is. when they're biting like that. Yep, yep. And
3: then you know, people shouldn't overlook the the stream fishing we've got going on as well, and. Uh, you know, I haven't been as diligent about getting out and doing that as I'd like to, but um, I think I'm going to go ice fishing first.
0: I hear you. Well, listen, you've built up all that goodwill at home. I think you do. So, you know, if you have any problems, just yeah. tell the little lady. Steve said it's an assignment. I got to go do this. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Hey, George, thanks. Uh, Happy New Year to you, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks, Stephen. Happy New Year to you as well. All right. Take care. Thank you. Well, we know what that means. At least we know what the music means. Now, what it also means this week is that, uh, yeah, he's in the Ginger Ninja is in Brazil. Go figure, huh? New Year, start the new year in Brazil. That's because he is out shooting another Hooked on Utah and... um, and he's down there uh, filming in Brazil, which means that we're going to get we're going to get a brand new show for 2020. It's not a recycled program, uh, but he is uh, he is just off on one of his multiple trips. Boa you, Ten days. He he uh, he left on the third, and uh, he comes home on the twelfth. But. Uh, he's got a great show. For those of us who want sunshine and big fish and everything else, he is going to be uh, fishing with a guy who, uh, uh, Roy, Roy Hawk. Um, he's a Utah native, and he is uh, he's one of those guys who's fishing the uh, uh, MLF Tour, which is a, um, a major league fishing tour, and has become one of the top bass pros. But he is doing it with this gentleman, with Roy Hawk, and he's doing it, Yeah, hang on to your hats. In Mexico on Lake Baccarat. That's right. That's right. He's down there enjoying the sun. Uh, They're catching fish that are averaging about four and a half, five pounds, with the big ones up about eight and a half, nine pounds of bass. Uh, And uh, Roy is showing him how to catch fish. In the meantime, he is off shooting in Brazil. So, again, the first show we saw from Baccarat, which was a couple of weeks ago, was just uh, a dynamite show. I mean, you know, the average fish, again, four and a half, five, Five and a half pounds. Uh, it made each one of us salivate. I think any of us who are looking for bass fishing. But tonight, 11.05, right after talking sports on TV Channel Two, it is hooked on Utah, and Gary has um, Gary has Roy Hawk with him, and he will be fishing with uh, with him for the duration of the hour. I'll tell you, um, if you're if you're looking to start your twenty twenty, and kind of do it in a an envious manner. For me, this is one of the trips of a lifetime. Uh, I have never done it. I will do it, I hope. It is a bucket list thing. But vicariously, I'm going to have to live tonight with, uh, with Gary taping this program and then showing it to us. But I, I think it will be a great, great show. And um, while he is away doing this the uh, the show in Brazil we're gonna have the opportunity to watch him fish with Roy Hawk and uh, Lake backrack so uh, check it out channel 2 tonight right after talking sports 1105 tonight it is the premier edition of hooked on Utah for 19 for 19 for 2020 and then uh, Gary will be back I don't know if he'll be back on the show next week either if he's coming back on the 12th uh, probably not. I don't think he's going to make the show next year, uh, next week either. So twice he will start out the year with uh, with shows that he has gone and having a great time while the rest of us are here working. But you want to check out the show tonight, 1105 on KUTV Channel 2. And uh, we'll look at the sun and uh, the big, big bass with a Utah native and Gary Winterton on Hooked on Utah. That is going to do it for us for the first show of the the year. We'll take one final segment coming up in just a few moments, and we'll talk more ice fishing. So we'll go from sunshine back to ice fishing again because this is a chance for you not only to enjoy the ice fishing in Utah, but also around the West and maybe make a few bucks at the same time. I'll tell you how you can do that when we come right back. Everybody, final segment of the show on this Saturday morning. Inside the outdoors rolls on, and uh, boy, there we've had what winter has has definitely gotten here. We've talked ice fishing earlier in the show, but I want to talk to you about a tournament that's coming up in West Yellowstone that. Every year, Utahns seem to participate more and more in, and Utahns have done very well in the past. It has been a tournament that, uh, number one, it pays out great. It's got national implications. It's a chance to test yourself against the best, and uh, we've, as I said, we fared pretty well, but entries come from all over the country, and uh, it is coming up again this year in a couple of weeks, and to tell us more about that from the Chamber of Commerce is Wendy Swenson up there in West Yellowstone. Wendy, how are you doing this? morning? I am great. You've got, I assume, plenty of ice on Hebgen Lake.
2: We do. We have (laughs) over a foot of ice on Hebgen Lake. It it is really looking good this year.
0: Wow, that is terrific. So let's talk about the tournament first. Give me the dates on it. Still time for people to, I assume, to register.
2: Yes. uh, So the tournament will happen January 10th through the 12th. Um, that weekend, it's, you know, full of activities, mm-hmm. including our meet-and-greet kind of kicks it off Friday night. Um, new this year is the high school division, and they fish Saturday morning. Saturday afternoon is our kids in snow ice fishing camp where the pros and the adult teams come out and teach the, the kids how to fish, and that's always really fun. Saturday night's the, the dinner. Sunday morning, the teams go out and fish, and then Sunday afternoon, we have the weigh-in and the prize
0: tournament. Yeah, and this year, as opposed to some of the other years, there is no question, folks, you can't use the Super Bowl as an excuse because it's not on the same Sunday as Super Bowl Sunday. It's an opportunity for you to get out there and uh, and, and really learn a lot. Talk to me a little bit about... The genesis of the tournament, I know it was, and I'm not sure if it still is part of the national ice fishing uh, kind of the league that uh, that has uh, has got various stops along the way around the country. Um, I don't know if you're still part of that, but you draw people from all over.
2: We do. It is still part of that circuit, um, which is great. It, if you t- place in, usually it's about the top ten, you are invited to the national finals that happen uh, the following December in Minnesota. Um, so, and it's yeah, it's really exciting. So we've got educational programs and meet and greets with the pros that come out and the teams, even the the local teams that have fished this tournament since the beginning. We're in you know the eighth ninth year of this, so it's been going on. It's been great turnout. We get teams from across the country and Canada. Our Canadian um, team of brothers won it last year they've been coming since the beginning and they also represented at the national finals this year so we love to see everybody come and and get together it's almost kind of like a big family and friends reunion where they all come out here and they look forward to it because we're one of the few out west and they get to fish trout, and so it's it's just
0: a fun time <laughs> for us Southwest. Obviously, trout is the primary species, but there are many of them that are walleye fishermen. So, if you're looking for advice on how to fish perch or walleye or various species, this is a great opportunity for people who do that on a regular basis, and they can give you some real tips that will help your fishing. And uh, you know, and all of us have an opportunity to fish for other species here. It's just that uh, maybe we're not quite as expert at it as we are at trout. So it is. It's a great opportunity for a little information exchange.
2: Absolutely, and just to find out what other destinations there are to fish, and and what everybody's using and doing, and what the hottest new thing is, and and that's always that's always a plus to this tournament. Is there's a lot of learning that goes on as well, and just that camaraderie.
0: Now you mentioned the schedule, and obviously, and the high school division is new, but it is it really is a, with the vendors and everything else. Kids get to get a chance to pick up some equipment as well. Uh, it's kind of this opportunity to pay it forward, isn't it?
2: Absolutely, and, and keep it going. It's it's always fun to see that next generation get excited about outdoor activities and conservation and and some something new for them to try. And and we we get kids from you know all over the you know they come with their parents for the tournament, so they've kind of fished before. But we get others that are from the area, regional area, that drive in for this, and sometimes it's their kids' first time fishing.
0: You've had uh, an opportunity. I know this is what eighth or ninth year now, maybe maybe longer. Yeah.
2: Yep, yep, right around, I believe it's our ninth year.
0: I was going to say, because I remember when it first got started uh, uh, coming up there as well, and it it just seems to grow on a regular basis. And the thing that I've enjoyed... And that I really think is a lot of fun for people out West is that, uh, that exchange of ideas and maybe philosophies, plus an opportunity to see some of the new, the new products that are out there. Ice fishing now is a different, far different cry than it was maybe seven or eight years ago as far as tents and just basic equipment.
2: Oh, for sure. There's, you know, technology plays a part in every aspect of our lives and it's no different with the outdoors and and recreation as well. So it's, it's always, there's always something new, you know, and and flashy to see.
0: (laughs) Now talk to me about the various uh, divisions. Obviously you mentioned the high school division. It's a team sport. How many people do you have on each uh, team and in each of the divisions that you're, uh, you know, that you're fielding uh, uh, contestants?
2: Sure. So they they usually, what and this will be our first year with the high school division. Um, usually they're averaging in any location. They've done this about 10 teams. Um, those are each two person teams. Um, with the high school division, an adult can go out with them as a spotter. Um, they cannot fish with them or obviously help them, but they can be out there. Um, and then on Sunday, when the pro teams go out, it's again, teams of two, um, they go out, we've got boundaries set. They fish for a certain time limit, usually eight to one. Then they come back in and it's You know, their fish six fish limit and total weight wins the prizes.
0: And in years past, I mean, you've had some nice fish come on the ice as well. There's some great fish in Hebgen Lake.
2: There is. There's, there's some great size fish. The fishing's been really hot the last few weeks and since the weather cooled off. And, you know, everybody's got their favorite jig or their favorite bait, <laughs> bait that they're using, so you might not get a straight answer on that. But, you know, from what I've seen coming off, there's, there's almost the, it's almost at that point where you can't go wrong right now. So we, we know that that can turn overnight. The fish decide what they want to do. But, you know, it's been really good, so we're hoping it continues through the, through the 12th. How
0: big is a full field for you?
2: Um, we can go up to 150 teams.
0: Okay. Wow. That's uh, that's obviously quite a, quite a group on the ice at any given time. And how many do you have pre-registered?
2: Uh, right now, we've got about 40 teams pre-registered. And then, you know, it's always everybody last minute kind of waits to see what the weather is going to do sure. and timing and things like that. So we we figure we'll have 50-plus teams this year.
0: And what is the entry deadline? Can you register up until the Friday?
2: You can, yep, till six o'clock that Friday prior. Um, even I think possibly a little bit on Saturday before the rules meeting. So they've got another week to register and, and come up and pre-fish and have a good time.
0: And talk to me a little bit about the uh, about accommodations because I know you typically, obviously, it's the height of tourism season as well. You typically fill up, but uh, there's an opportunity if people want to call and get some uh, and get bookings. You can help them if it's not in right in West, uh, some areas around it where people can stay. Correct. Correct.
2: Absolutely. There's there are plenty of rooms in West Yellowstone and, and right around the lake. Um, so if they want to call the chamber or visit destinationyellowstone.com, go to our lodging page. It'll give you a full list of all of our lodging partners, and most of them will have openings and be able to help you. Especially, you know, those that you really want to stay out close or if you want to stay in town and be close to the restaurants and things like that as well. So we've got a variety of options.
0: Talk to me about costs involved. What does registra- uh, registration cost you, and uh, and and what do you get? And talk about the payoff. I you know that depends on the size of the field
2: it does so the what's cool about the high school division is there is not a fee for the high school teams to register um they do have to join um the student ice fishing association which is 25 dollars, um, and they fish for prizes and for scholarships and then the pro teams it's 200 dollars um, per team and then they fish for prizes as well as that payout. And, you know, we've seen, you know, we had 150 teams payout is a total of over 20 grand. Um, and we usually see, you know, that top check somewhere in that $3,000 range is, you know, a little less if there's less teams. But it's, it's a pretty good deal. Most teams, you know, the majority of teams will go home with at least their entry fee paid.
0: Yeah, and Utah teams have done quite well in years past.
2: They have we have some awesome Utah teams that come up. they're great people, great fisher people and they are they're coming back this year they're already registered so we look forward to having them.
0: So tell me about the various divisions you've got obviously you've got the high school division uh, and then you yep. got, then you do you have a just a men's division, a women's division, a, a pro division uh, I mean how is it split up besides the the high school?
2: Um basically it's just open. Okay. So it's an open division. Um the teams can be either men or women or mixed. We have some that are hus- we have a, quite a few that do husband wife teams and they do really well. So
0: It's got to be a, just you, you got to have a good marriage to uh, to, to do a husband yeah, and a wife I fishing you, team, you right?
2: <laughs> I, I fish with my husband and you know we all have our days. So you really, you know, especially on a day like that when the pressure's on and right. you, you know you have a time limit. So you really see who can work well together.
0: <laughs> and I, I know you've got you've got dinners that are involved in this um, this event as well. So I mean, it's not just fishing. There's you know you mentioned I think the uh, the opportunity to learn from people. There are some seminars and things like that. There's equipment provided for kids, a chance for yep. them to get together and, and learn more, and also a chance for dinners so you can all kind of compare notes and everything else. I mean, it's yeah. a, it is a party, right? It's about a three day party
2: it is it really is like i said it, it feels now that we've been doing it it feels like a reunion where we all get back together every year in january and we look forward to it and yeah we we go out and eat we you know we have dinners we have our rules meeting and we get together and yeah it's just a great time
0: and how do people uh, get involved how do they find
2: out more so you can find out more at westyellowstonemticefishing.com. That will tell you all about the tournament, the kids' camp, the weekend in general. And if they want to register, they go to naifc.com.
0: All right. Well, I'll tell you, fun weekend and an opportunity to not only get a chance to fish, which hey, that's always a good weekend, but also a chance to learn some new things, perhaps, and check out some of the new equipment and everything else. So, Wendy, uh, best of luck to you. Hope the uh, the weekend goes well. That's next coming up next weekend. So it starts on Friday, and then uh, the the, uh, the event will be Sunday as far as the pro side of things is concerned. Saturday as well, you'll have the um, you'll you'll have the opportunity for. uh, seminars and all kinds of stuff. But it begins on Friday, this coming Friday, in West Yellowstone. Yep. Thanks again, Wendy. Best to you. Thank you. Okay, that's Wendy Swenson with the uh, West Yellowstone Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I just advise you, listen, if you're looking for an excuse to go to West Yellowstone this time of year, which obviously with the park and the opportunity to take snow coaches in, I mean, it's a great family vacation and a wonderful place to be. Uh, it's cold. It's got great snowmobiling in that area if you're into that. Uh, if you want to do the ice fishing, obviously this tournament is a great way to do it. But just the feeling around West Yellowstone in the middle of winter, the animals are out. It's just a, a, a terrific opportunity to spend some time with the family. And who knows, if you get a chance to uh, fish the tournament, you get an opportunity to learn some things as well. Because I'll tell you, those uh, those people who fish for, um, you know, ice fish for walleye and perch and things of that, nature, there are some tricks to it that you can employ whether you're fishing for them here or in Minnesota. So you might want to uh, uh, go up there and take advantage of of having that that outside input, that influence and uh, and that information coming from, from people around the rest of the country. Looks like it will be a lot of fun. Alright, listen, that's going to do it for us. The hour is quickly come and gone. We want to thank all our guests. I want to thank, obviously, Wendy for joining us from West Yellowstone. I want to thank George. I want to thank uh, Faith for joining us from the Division of Wildlife Resources. Lots and lots, as we mentioned earlier, lots of ice fishing events. Local as well, if you don't want to make that trip out of state you can do the same thing here in the state of utah maybe the payoff isn't as big and maybe the field is not quite as accomplished but i'll tell you ice fishing is here and we finally got some good ice and it looks like we're going to get some good fishing as well so thanks for joining me i'll be along next saturday morning between eight and nine right here on 97.5 the zone until then take care my friends get out enjoy the outdoors and as always you have been warned